G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It's Tuesday and the thing we do on a Tuesday is we like to update the breaking news headlines as they're coming out of the nation of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross has been up through the night scouring the headlines and back with us once again today. Ron Ross, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Well, Ron, we've been talking about the peace plan that has brought some new connection, diplomatic connection, even friendship between the United Arab Emirates and Israel. Now they're talking about opening embassies. How do the headlines look? Israel and the United Arab Emirates have started discussions to open embassies in each other's countries during a high-level government meeting in Abu Dhabi yesterday. The Israeli delegation, headed by National Security Advisor Mir Ben Shabbat, together with his American counterpart Robert O'Brien, White House Special Advisor Jared Kushner, and others, arrived on the first ever direct flight by an Israeli airline from Israel to the UAE. The El Al plane, bearing an Israeli flag, was also the first ever Israeli flight over Saudi Arabia. The country's foreign ministers along with American representatives, worked on the details of the normalization deal and other bilateral agreements between the countries. Foreign Minister Director General Alan Uspitz said we are starting an historic process and we plan to promote the institution of full relations and opening the embassies in the two countries as soon as possible. Movement of people, goods and finance is the central key to realising the great potential in our relationship. Uh, Ron, just uh, dwell on this for a moment, because when they didn't have any ties, it was really no contact. You couldn't even make phone calls. And now they're going to be uniting in all sorts of areas, uh, civil aviation and foreign policy. Uh, They're going to have tourism, uh, health, Uh, going to be a lot of collaboration there. That's pretty significant, isn't it? And what a major change. I see some of these stories that we give on a Tuesday as revealing the hand of the Lord, moving forward to the great accomplishment, which will be his return. The promises he made to Israel, despite all the opposition, continues to bear fruit. And all of this stuff really does excite me. And Ron, the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, he's declared Palestinians no longer have a veto on peace with the Arab world. Uh, What are these headlines saying? Yeah, he said that Arab nations are done with waiting for the Palestinians to make peace with Israel before they do. For far too long, the Palestinians have had a veto on peace, not only between the Palestinians and Israel, but Israel and the Arab world. Netanyahu said Israel would be indefensible if it were to surrender to Palestinian demands, including the evacuation of hundreds of thousands of Jews from their homes, as well as withdrawal to pre-1967 lines. 
If we had to wait for the Palestinians, we would have to wait forever. But no longer, he said. Two things have changed. The first thing is the Trump plan, and the second thing is the willingness of Arab states, supported by enormously by the United States of America, to advance peace without the Palestinian veto. Ron, let's talk through some headlines around the coronavirus pandemic and the way businesses are affected. Uh, Some statistics and predictions. One in five Israeli businesses set to fall thanks to the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, thanks to the coronavirus lockdown, this report has been released by the Israel Central Bureau of Statistics. In mid-August, the Bureau warned that Israel had entered a deep recession due to the lockdown, with a drop in GDP of 28.7% in the second quarter of 2020. The latest report details what that means for businesses and workers. 79% of business have seen a sharp decrease in revenue, amounting to a 25% loss in August alone. For those of us who pray... For peace in Jerusalem, this is a wonderful prayer point. Let's turn our sights to further to the south. Egypt and the acting leader of the Muslim Brotherhood has been arrested in Cairo. What's the story here? The Egyptian authorities said on Friday they'd arrested the acting leader of the Muslim Brotherhood, Mahmoud Azat, during a raid on an apartment in Cairo. The the arrest is the latest blow to Egypt's oldest and most organized Islamist movement, which has been crushed in a sweeping crackdown since it was forced from power seven years ago. As that was an influential former deputy to Brotherhood leader Mohammed Badi and was seen as a hardliner within the group. He became acting leader after Badi's arrest in August 2013. Ron, you've come across a story about how you view the Middle East. And I imagine that from secular eyes, you wouldn't want to have any sort of idea of a biblical connection here as to how people think about and the way they do business, the way they raise families, all sorts of things so far as a spirituality. But the Middle East has got to be viewed through a biblical sense, according to an Israeli leader, Josh Reinstein. What's he saying? Well, first of all, he's a very good friend of mine, and uh, we've worked together for many years. But Josh declares unholy alliances have been formed against Israel between extreme leftists and radical Islamists, but those threats have been neutralized by the support of 600 million evangelical Christians, he said. Reinstein explains the details in his new book, Titus, Trump, and the triumph of Israel, the power of faith-based diplomacy. From Abraham and Sarah persecuted for their monotheistic beliefs to the anti-Semites who run the BDS movement disguised as anti-Zionists and many other points in between, throughout Jewish history, Reinstein says that a nation or a movement's success or failure hinged on God's biblical promise to Abraham. Genesis 12.3, he quotes, And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. Therefore, he wrote, while unholy alliances have been formed against Israel between extreme leftists and radical Islamists, 
those threats have been neutralized by the support of some 600 million evangelical Bible-believing Christians who view Israel's independence as the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. It was in 2004 I worked with Josh when we established the Knesset Christian Allies Caucus, which is a group of Christians around the world who support Israel through prayer, intercession, and financial support. Uh, Ron, what was the name of that book one more time? Titus, Trump, and the Triumph of Israel. Okay, Titus, Trump, and the Triumph of Israel, the author, Josh Reinstein, R-E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N. Uh, I remember sitting and talking with him over coffee one day, and of course he's a Jew and I'm a Christian, but I found out he's a mad Dallas Cowboys fan. Okay. So I asked him if he knew Tom Landry, and he said, oh, yeah, he's a great coach. I said, you do know he's a Christian, and he based his principles for sport on the Bible, the New Testament. And he said, oh, he's an awesome coach. And I said, yeah, and he's a powerful Christian. So we still pray for Josh, but I'm really blessed by his new book. Okay. Well, Ron, always tremendous insights. Look forward to these conversations every Tuesday, and thanks so much for delivering once again today on 2020. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 